Media. How you doing, everybody? The Chet Kovic Podcast Network. Welcome to Sports Course, a podcast where Chicago sports broadcasting pioneer and a national legal expert get into the legal goings of sports. And now your host, Chet Kovic and Lester Munson. All right, uh, welcome once again, Sports Court. I'm Chad Kopic, joined by ESPN legal analyst Lester Munson, very simply the best in the business. And, of course, we're brought to you by the marvelous people at American Taxi, Chicago's premier suburban taxi service. All right, Lester, uh, the traditional battle cry, rally sons of uh, Notre Dame. Things uh, very dark right now over in South Bend. Uh, Declan Sullivan defeats Notre Dame playing a little bit better football. That's been uh, uh, cast aside as there is now... Uh, a remarkable cloud of suspicion regarding the uh, suicidal death of a young lady from uh, Chicago suburbs by the name of uh, Elizabeth uh, Seberg. Tell me where you think this story is going, and from your perspective right now, uh, how bad does Notre Dame look? Notre Dame has a very bad situation on its hands, Chet. This story began in the Chicago Tribune. Uh, on Sunday, the Tribune had a brilliantly reported piece outlining the entire situation. Since then, the investigation done by the Notre Dame Police. The Notre Dame Police Department is an actual, real police department. They have authority to arrest. They carry Uh badges and guns. And their investigation was turned over to the county prosecutor. It's now up to him, a guy named Dvorak. He has to decide what is he going to do with this. The allegation from the young woman was that she was attacked in a dorm room by a football player, although the Tribune probably knows his name. No one is using his name. I don't know his name. Um, but it's the prosecutor must decide what to do, and it's made infinitely more complicated by the suicide of the young woman. You know, Lester, uh, you know this, I know this, but I don't think the general public uh, at large really understands something. Notre Dame is housed in St. Joseph County, Indiana. Now, you would think all of St. Joe's would be uh, very much in Notre Dame's corner. Quite to the contrary. There are a lot of people who are devoted Notre Dame football fans, basketball fans, fans of the university in general. But there is a sizable part of the population in St. Joe's that would like nothing more than to see Notre Dame suffer. I think that's typical of a lot of university towns. Uh, If you go to Urbana... If you go to Princeton, New Jersey, where I went to school, there's always tension between the people of the town, the townies, and the university people. We saw that in the Duke uh, rape allegation mm-hmm. in uh, in dramatic fashion in which all the town people had nothing but scorn for the Duke people. It was the, they, they were almost fighting in the street. I mean, this is a, it's not a big surprise there would be tension. Well... Notre Dame has still got to do something about what transpired with the uh, tragic death of uh, death of Declan Sullivan. That's point number one. But point number two, with uh, Elizabeth Seberg, eventually the football player's name is going to uh, uh, be made public. When that does occur, it would appear to me that, given Notre Dame and the way the university traditionally closes ranks as regards public relations, Lester, there's going to have to be a scapegoat. Somebody is going to have to pay the price. And I have a feeling it's going to be a marvelous guy by the name of Jack Swarbrick from Indianapolis, who is the school's AD. He uh, He's already on the hot seat, uh, as you point out, because of the Declan Sullivan situation. 
on the day that that boy died, he was there saying, I didn't think the wind was that bad. He was already spinning things uh, in direction of the mm-hmm. university. I'm not sure why he would do that. I'm sure he feels bad about it now. But if if, uh, if this continues, which it will, and the prosecutor decides there's something he's going to have to do involving this rape allegation, then, yeah, there's going to have to be a scapegoat. I don't see how it can be the coach. He's in his first year, although he's a possibility. But the athletic director is the next target. Well, how bad does this situation look right now? How badly uh, the legal authorities in St. Joe's County look, given the fact that uh, you had this alleged sexual uh, assault by a Notre Dame football player, and then the suicidal death of this girl nine days later, and it's literally three months down the road before we hear a word about it. I mean, it would almost appear like the cover-up's already in. Something happened early in the investigation. There's a controversy over this. The contention early was that the university and the Notre Dame Police Department did not advise the necessary authorities of the allegation or of their investigation. They kept it to themselves. They're supposed to, in St. Joseph County, turn this over to a special victims unit that then comes in and helps on the investigation. Mm -hmm. They did not do that, although now there's a recent report that they may have done that. So there's a controversy there. Clearly, the possibility of a cover-up of Notre Dame circling the wagons to protect the football program, and this player. That's a real possibility, and that may yet become the reality. Will the family of the deceased young lady have the opportunity right now uh, to sue legal authorities in St. Joseph County for improperly handling this matter? It would be a very tough case. They have a lawyer looking into it. He's a former federal prosecutor. The guy who brought down Ryan. One of them, yes. And he's now looking into it, and once they figure out what happened, and that's going to take a little while, then maybe they're going to look at something involving Notre Dame, something involving St. Mary, the women's college that is right across the street, or something against the prosecutor or the police. The problem they're going to have is police departments and prosecutors are immune to most cases. It takes a lawyer of the caliber of the late Johnny Cochran to get over those obstacles and make out a case. But it's possible. It's, it is possible, but it would be a huge undertaking. My friend, uh, IMG, uh, the house that Arnold Palmer built, along with uh, Mark McCormick, this story that you're about to tell us is so mind-boggling to me, it seems almost nonsensical, yet it's, uh, it's painfully true. It is painfully true. Uh, as you say, IMG began with a handshake between Arnold Palmer and Mark McCormick in 1960. It was the first great sports agent and client relationship. Both of them were enormously successful. Mm-hmm. It was a synergy that we have never really seen uh, with any other athlete and any other agent, and it grew into this huge company, IMG. Uh, as McCormick got older uh, and then died... Ted Forstman comes along and he buys IMG in 2004. Forstman is a billionaire. He's on the Forbes list. He's probably worth close to $2 billion. He buys IMG. He'd never been involved in sports. He'd been a Wall Street financier. And he, right away, uh, we, we begin to learn now from the very beginning, he is a chronic 
sports better. In 2007, he calls one of his clients, one of IMG's clients, Roger Federer, a few hours before the final of the French Open, and they talk for a while, and then Forstman ups his bet on Federer to $40,000. And he's trying now to say, oh, don't worry about it. I can afford it. I didn't cheat. This is like Pete Rose all over again. Uh And there's a a, a guy that Forstman used to place his bets, another echo of the Pete Rose case. Remember those guys, Paul Jansen, Tommy Giosa, all these huge weightlifter thugs that he had? (laughs) Well, this guy, Forstman, has a guy in Los Angeles who was placing his bets for him, who is now unhappy and is suing him. So a lot of this is coming to the fore, and Forstman is going to have to decide what to do. Tennis somehow knew about this. The governing bodies knew about this, and they put in a rule a couple years ago that agents could not bet on their clients' matches. We we know that tennis has had some problems involving gambling. This may be the biggest one of all. Oh, Lester, going back to the... uh 70s, early 80s. I recall Venus Gerolitis telling me that uh, uh, top-ranked players all the time, if they were in the uh, semifinal round of a tournament and got down and got down badly, would tank. Yeah. No, that, it's gone on. I think you can go back to Pancho Gonzalez and Lou Hode. I mean, there are stories about this that have gone on. It, it, it's a it's a diff, it's a really dumb thing to bet. It's one guy against another guy. Who knows? You know who's getting to them? It, it's but sports betters. Uh, they don't use a lot of logic. They just want the action. They want some money exactly. on an event so they can get all excited. And It's a strange thing to me, but we know it happens. Tim Fincham, the man in charge of the uh, PGA Golf Tour, has a problem. Television ratings are uh, sagging. Uh, all networks carrying golfers screaming for more Tiger Woods, in particular before the Masters. If you're, if you're Fincham, how far can you lean on Tiger Woods before Tiger tells you to get lost? I think Tiger Woods has told Fincham to get lost even when Tiger Woods was going strong. Fincham, uh, he's a prickly guy. He's hard to get along with. Uh, Can you imagine a conversation between Tiger Woods and Tim Fincham? No. These are not two nice guys. No. Uh, There's not going to be any... You wouldn't use the word affable to describe either one of these characters. This is so, like North Korea and South Korea. It is. It is. <laughs> yeah, it is. Only only both North Korea. The the, uh, the There is no doubt that he's got a big problem. That As Tiger Woods began to succeed, it became a one-person sport. Everybody knew that. I don't think it occurred to anybody he would collapse the way he has as soon as he has. But this is the problem, and... If he can't persuade Tiger Woods to show up, he's going to have to develop a couple other heroes here, and I don't see him there. I don't think Rocco Mediate is going to be a household <laughs> word in this country. <clears throat> well, I happen to know Rocco Mediate, Lester. <laughs> but, he's probably a nice and if, guy. And if Rocco were here right now, I know what he'd say. You're damn right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm trying, but I can't get an endorsement. Yeah, But... <clears throat> The fact is, if I'm uh, if I'm CBS, for example, uh, if I'm NBC, if I'm ABC, I I would give serious thought right now to go into a Fincham and the PGA and saying, if you want a relationship with us after our existing contracts have wrapped up, you either got to get us Tiger Woods or we want the contracts redrawn. They're going to have to do it because the whole economics changes. Without him in the tournament, everything drops down to a totally different level. Uh, and these are networks who are interested in making money, and they're they're not going to do it the way the PGA Tour is right now unless 
Tiger comes back, even if he shows up and he's struggling to make the cut, that's better oh, than a tournament without Tiger Woods. I mean, if you have if you have the Greater Los Angeles Open with Tiger Woods, you're going to draw oh probably 180,000 people over four days. Without Tiger Woods, that number is going to drop to about 140,000. Exactly, which makes a big difference in what comes into the networks as profit. No doubt about it. All right, Lester, happy holidays to you and your lovely family. I know you're going down to uh, Key West. Uh, if you're running to Ernest Hemingway, give us a call. That'll that'll be a major story. I'm on the lookout for him. Take good care. He's Lester Munson. and I'm Chet Kopic. This has been Sports Court, along with our good friend uh, Dan Levy, brought to you by American Taxi. Chicago's number one suburban taxi service. Don't forget during the holidays to enjoy the benefits of American Taxi. Comfort, reliability, safety, and a price that's always right. For Lester Munson, I'm Chet Kopik. Take good care. So long, everybody.